Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dale Lippin, and my co-host is back. He uh, went around the world, discovered that it was, in fact, round. It was not flat. Soup, I got to know, are you still a flat earther? No, I'm not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Kyrie makes a hell of an argument, uh, convinced me for quite some time. Um, But yes, I have confirmed that the earth is round. Um, Kind of blew my mind. It's the same thing as I'm I'm stealing this from pardon my take but it's the same concept as if the sun's so hot why is space cold that's that's a good point i mean (laughs) listen i you know of all the dumb things that they say on that show that is one of the more compelling arguments i've ever heard (laughs) i hate i hate how compelling that is it bugs me to no end but i have legitimately uh, full disclosure because we're in the trust tree here i have spent a it, in a stupid amount of time wondering that exact same thing after hearing it on there. Uh, the other, only other thing that was close was what color is a mirror? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes. What color is a mirror? I've never heard t- two people so dumbfounded and unable to answer a question in my life. I still can't answer it. I don't know what color <laughs> a mirror is either. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Let's we're going to cover a lot this episode uh, because we're going to do not only UFC Minneapolis uh, and Ganu Dos Santos, but we're also going to cover some NFL futures. I know we've been teasing that for a couple weeks now, and uh, we want to get into those as well. So I'll give you dealer's choice. Uh, You know, now that you know that the world's a sphere, do you want to cover UFC picks first or do you want to get into these NFL futures? I'd actually like to make an announcement, if that's okay Ooh. with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, um, let me get my beer. I'm going to sit down for this. Okay, so guys, we're proud to announce that we've partnered with a handicapping service. Uh, Tyler over at Money.Picks, that's his Instagram handle. It's Money.Picks. Uh, he's got over 10 years' experience, which has given him the ability to create a personalized betting system that pumps out proven winners. I kid you not, since we've been in contact with him, he's been sending us his plays and the guy is absolute fire. He's 15 and three over the last three days. And I know that might sound like a lucky run. I'm sure everybody's gone on that run before, but he's got a proven track record over 650 plays hitting at a 61% clip in the past year. Um, and that's, that's not only capping one sport, the, you know, capping one sport at 61% is something to be proud of, but this guy does it with baseball and hockey, which are the two hardest sports to cap outside of combat sports of course uh we've you know we really wanted to find a service that had the same goals and mindset as us and that's going out and providing a service that's not only affordable but extremely profitable uh you got guys all over instagram you can go pay some capper 400 a month that claims to be up 160 units you know who i'm talking about that'd be nick teaser yeah right so this kid claims to be, you know, he might be up 160 units and he, he advertises it as, Oh, 10 unit bit, 10 unit betters are up 1600 bucks. But what they don't tell you before you, before you send your money to them is that he's making 50 unit plays. So as a 10 unit, $10 a unit better, you're not looking to make a $500 play on a 10 Oh five opening pitch baseball game. That's, that's not in your wheelhouse. Tyler at Money Picks keeps it simple. He doesn't claim to make absolutely outrageous unit plays. The guy's got his master's in finance, which gives him the ability to make financially sound bets. I mean, I, I can preach 
you know, how good he is. If you don't believe me, take five minutes out of your day. Go to his Instagram, money.picks, or his website, betmoneypicks.com. That's betmoneypicks.com. His rates, you know, $12.50 for a day. I know that the majority of you guys spend $12.50 in a day on dumber shit that can't give you a return on investment except for probably love handles and bubble guts. <laughs> Let him prove himself. I promise you won't be disappointed. You'll be a regular in no time. Uh, our listeners, if you guys message him on Instagram and use the promo code podcast, you will get 20% off your first package. That's, you know, 10 bucks for a day, 40 bucks for a week or 120 bucks for the entire month. And I've got a challenge for you. If you can find me a capper with a better track record at a more affordable cost, I will buy you their monthly package. <laughs> all right. That's a challenge. Dude, so, I challenge people all the time to find a better MMA handicapper. I've yet to find any takers on it. I'm yeah, anxious. I'm we, anxious. We, we've been looking for a handicapping service to partner up with. And this That's was, true. I mean, I'm not like, you know, bragging about research, but this was a rigorous vetting process. So, I mean, the dude stuck out as soon as he sent me his prices, his record, you know, his background. So, yeah, check out Tyler money.picks instagram handle um or go to his website at bet money picks so that's that what was that promo code one more time uh promo code podcast and that gets you 20 percent off your first package all right cool yeah no you're absolutely right we it just we we just talk so much shit about stuff i just want to make you <laughs> we you know i it's funny because we you know we do uh primarily combat sports, but also football and stuff like that. And throughout the season and throughout events, you know, we get messages online of people being like, man, you know, good hit on this or good call on that, or, you know, appreciate the insight, blah, blah, blah. But there's one thing universal across what we do. We keep things pretty, you know, low key, but we're also not just bullshitting for the sake of bullshitting. Uh, so it, you're, you're absolutely right. It was important to find somebody that had a same no-nonsense analytical approach regardless of presentation. And I will say this about Tyler. His presentation, much more professional than ours, but the seriousness that, you know, is approached when he when he gets after it is really something uh, that we can stand behind. So, yeah, money.picks for sure. Uh, I can't cap baseball for crap, and that guy's fantastic at it. So, you know, absolutely worth checking out for sure. All right, man. Let's get into this, dude. Yes. Are we doing uh are we doing fights or are we doing football? Let's 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 do fights. Let's get into this oh, intriguing yeah. Minneapolis card. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Minneapolis. Um all right, so we got I'm gonna pick fights uh on this card, guys, and we're gonna go in order from bottom to top, but there we're going to skip because the value on this card is few and far between. So there's the the fights that people are going to pay attention to and the fights that we think that there's some sort of betting value at. So the first one that we want to talk about is Junior Big Baby, wear the dirty white diaper Albini versus Maurice the Pirate. Not kidding, that's his actual nickname, Green. This dude has eyes like Forrest Whitaker. You can't tell where he's looking. Very good for feints because you don't know whether he's aiming low or aiming high. Junior Albini, Maurice Green, basically a pick 'em at this point. Albini fourteen and five on a three fight skid. Maurice Green six and two on a two fight winning streak. Soup. Who do you like here? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Maurice Green go by the Crotchet Boss? <laughs> I, I think no, it's Croquet cr- oh. Crochet Crochet, not Crotchet. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm telling you, I I could have. Okay, it was something goofy. It's I thought crochet. it was. Cr- I thought crochet. Listen, that shows you. Listen. <laughs> you said crotchet. Oh, my gosh, dude, oh man. Listen, the only Maurice yep. Green I know is the track star for the United States, not Maurice the crotchet boss green. So, dude, that public school system just. <laughs> hey. Whoa. Yeah, I believe it was crochet is how you pronounce that. 
crotchet boss crochet boss the pirate all the nicknames are god awful but you know what's not god awful is going to be his result in this fight true that i'm with you yes i'm with you i actually i don't feel comfortable with either one of these guys uh due to cardio issues making a play over under on rounds even though it's a heavyweight fight i just like maurice green in this fight at a pick i think it's a safer play i think albini's on his way out three in a row Uh, i think that this is the last fight of his contract, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe he'll be done after this. So other fight that we want to talk about, not necessarily from a from a betting standpoint, but it's worth from name value, I think, uh, because people are going to pay attention to this fight. Even though it's sort of buried in the middle of the prelims, Eric Anders taking on Vinicius Mordea. Eric Anders, uh, obviously one of the more active fighters on the UFC roster, Morea, uh, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't fought in a minute uh, yet. No, he fought in he fought in January. That's my fault. He got knocked out by Alonzo Menafield, who's also on this card as well. But he fought in January on the Cejudo Dillashaw card, where he got knocked out in the first round. His record's nine and one. And then we've got Eric Anders. I'm seeing him at eleven and three, but that doesn't make sense, does it? I feel like he's lost. no, he's he's one and four in his last five fights. Right, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know where the eleven and three is coming game. from. Yeah, he lost Cleo Roundtree, Elias Theodoro, Tiago Santos, and Loyota Machida. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I put it at eleven or ten and four rather, as opposed to eleven and three. Eleven uh, and four. Yeah, he's a. He, I'm seeing eleven and four. Okay, regardless, four. it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's got four losses. Yeah. Lost four out of his last five. The one, the one victory was that absolutely vicious head kick to Tim Tim Williams. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So the reason why I want to touch on this card is just basically off name value alone. With a guy that's as active as Eric Anders is, especially at middleweight and light heavyweight, the guy has fought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times since 2017. Not a lot of guys of that weight are fighting as frequently as he does, regardless of outcome, which the last couple has been him getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, so, you know, as far as the odds on this fight, Soup, you had a you had a little bit of insight here that you came across that I didn't. Eric Anders sitting at a minus 350. Morea's coming in at a plus 265. You know, give me some give me some background here. If I was going to pay attention to this fight, what's something I should be looking at? So if the fight stays standing, Eric Anders has a, an absolutely huge advantage over Morea. But if this goes to the ground, Morea has a high pedigree wrestling background, which will give him almost just as big of his advantage that Anders has on his feet. The real question here is, Who's got stronger legs, Eric Anders or Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> I mean, it's just, at this point, I mean, I, I would have to say the titanium that they make the space shuttles with, Lieutenant right. Dan. Yes. But no, in, in all seriousness, after what Tiago Santos and Khalil Roundtree have done to Eric Anders, but by leg kick and just absolutely dominating the fight which was confusing to me i know that that tiago santos eric anders fight was fight of the night um i don't necessarily agree with that because it was so one-sided i wouldn't consider that fight of the night obviously performance of the night for tiago santos but it's so hard to go with a guy who's one and four in his last five granted a tougher dude though is there a tougher dude 205 four losses came to reputable names right i mean yes leota machida is now fighting in bellator um but tiago santos you know in one week is going to be fighting for the light heavyweight belt uh elias theodoro his last performance was really piss poor um, got him kicked but, out or got him as yeah, wallpapers rather right yeah which is whatever but Khalil Roundtree, Khalil Roundtree's done nothing but absolutely run through people outside of the spinning elbow that Johnny Walker hit him with and put him to sleep. So his losses are, aren't to scrubs. I mean, I would say Vegas has this right 
right at a minus 350 i'd like i'd like to i'd like to see what the over under comes out on this yeah if anders wins wins this fight he's getting him out early if probably first round knockout if he if he's going to win this fight yeah i i would i would certainly uh cardio has been an issue um the only thing that's really taken over the fact that cardio continues to be an issue for Eric Anders is, is just grit and determination and toughness. Like I said, especially at 205, I don't know if there's a guy more durable uh, and, and tougher, really. I mean, without a, I don't know another way to put it. I don't know if a guy there's there, there's a guy that's tougher at 205 than Eric Anders. The Khalil Roundtree fight was interesting because Khalil, Khalil Roundtree rather surprised everybody in that fight. Yes. Up to and including Eric Anders, who had clearly mm-hmm. no plan B, C, or D for what was happening to him. And everybody else watching that fight was completely shocked at what was happening. We watched that fight live, and we were both just like, oh, my gosh, what is happening here? It was something to behold. Now, I assure you that when Roundtree schedules his next fight, whoever that may be will know what's up. Uh, you know, So the surprise element in that is gone. I thought Anders won the Leota Machida fight despite the decision uh, being a hometown gift for Machida. All the same, let's move on to some some main card fights here. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull this up. Some other ones that we think are worth paying attention to on this main card. The Drew Dober-Marco Polo Reyes fight. I'm going to say one thing on this. Uh, we don't have to go super in-depth with this. Drew Dober 20-8, and eight, Polo Reyes 8-4. and four. A ton more experience coming on the Drew Dober side, and Drew Dober has looked fantastic as of late. Polo Reyes has the ability to be knocked out. He was knocked out in his last fight, but he also has one hitter quitter power. And Drew Dober very well may be there for the hitting. Drew Dober is a massive favorite in this fight. Uh, my question becomes if you look at this fight and you look at the odds, Drew Dober is sitting there. Let me pull this up real quick. Drew Dober is sitting there at a minus 350, and Polo Reyes is sitting at a plus 265. Now, knowing that, Soup, you're much more eloquent in explaining the betting aspect of these things to people. When you see a line like that, and this card is filled with them, that's why I want to use this one as an example. This fight with this card being like this, what are you looking for whenever you see a line like this, a minus 350 and a plus 265? So simple as a, a minus three fifty. It's saying Drew Dober's three and a half times more likely to win this fight if you're willing to risk that kind of money. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that large of you know, uh, I guess a talent difference between the two of these fighters. Right. Reyes has the knockout power. I think Dober's going to have to be extremely cautious in this fight because if he presses the attack, I think that Reyes, you know, I think Drew Dober might be saying Marco Polo. I mean, he's going to be, he's not going to be able to see him. He's going to be out cold. Right. But I don't know if I like playing Marco Reyes at the plus two. I don't know, man. I know. It's, well, it's it's card. It's fights like this where we have to scrounge for value, scrounge for plays. Right. This is one that if you're having a good night, you could do worse than this fight. I'll leave it at that. If you want to, if you're feeling like you got a little pep in your step, a little sugar in your tank, a little hitch in your giddy up, and you want to get after it, you could pick worse fights than this fight. Marco Polo Reyes has a real shot at beating Drew Dober here at plus two sixty five. Not necessarily going to put the stamp on it, but like you're saying, at a three, you know, at a three times more likely clip, I don't think that's right. Uh, now, here's a fight, man, that's interesting, and it'd be completely different line movement uh, if this was two, three years ago. But now here we are. We got a guy on a terror versus a guy on the tail end of his career. Damian Maya taking on Anthony Rocco Martin. You got to see Rocco Martin fight in person. Uh, Damian Maya sitting at a minus one eighty five. Rocco Martin sitting at plus one fifty. What are you thinking on this fight? Because I think that these guys are way more evenly matched uh, than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, I agree. I'd put this closer to a pick 'em. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I know Maya finally broke his three fight losing streak. 
uh, with that rear naked choke on Lyman Good, but um, I I want I wish the odds out were forever under because I I would like the over. I think this goes to decision. Uh, I think either either guy could win at split decision. I you know how I feel about Damian Maya and how damn boring he is. Right. Um, I think that the key for this fight, um, it with with Anthony Martin needs to be to not get cocky with his ground game. So he is a black belt. Uh, he is a jiu-jitsu black belt, but we know full well that there are levels to black belts. Uh, oh, yeah. And just because you got your black belt at, you know, one gym does not mean necessarily that you are the same level talent-wise and execution level as a guy that got his black belt at another gym. And Damian Maya is the creme de la creme, the, the gold standard when it comes to uh, MMA functional jiu-jitsu and my concern with Martin would be thinking that it's okay to take the fight to the ground where most people do not want to go with Damian Maya and getting humbled there. He has really done well lately with his stand-up. I think that he would do well in this fight to keep that stand-up going. The gas tank for Damian Maya is always an issue. And I think Rocco Martin would do well to drag this fight into the deeper, you know, the, the deeper side of it, get it into the, the, you know, the, second round the third round and go for a finish late in the third but i think it's more than likely you know like you said hit it on the head with a uh with with an over it's probably going to go to decision i'd be shocked if the rounds came out at one and a half it's most definitely probably going to be a two and a half At, at which point depending on where the real value lies on the two and a half might be worth the play but i i still think this is probably going to go decision I think you, no, I think yeah, you got I, that. I like that's what I, I just yeah it's gonna be two and a half it's a Damian Maya fight yeah um I'm hoping the overs like even money because if it is I I really like that uh I fear that it's gonna be like a minus 160 right because I feel like I mean if if we're if we're feeling that strongly about a decision more than likely Vegas is gonna feel the same way but we might get lucky we might it might come out at two and a half at even money and uh, you know, pay attention to the Instagram page because there will definitely be a play on that. Yep. So here's what here's I want to cover what I believe to be the steal of the night. Vince Pichelle taking on Roosevelt Roberts. Vince Pichelle is at eleven and two. Roosevelt Roberts eight and zero. Oh. Looking at the at the line for it. Oh, let's see. Vince Pichelle sitting at a plus two twenty. Roosevelt Roberts at a minus two eighty. I believe that the books have this backwards. I 100% believe that the books have Oof. this backwards. Roosevelt Roberts last fought very recently, uh, took on a guy, uh, Thomas Gifford. He won a unanimous decision, 30-27, boxed him up on the Jacare Hermanson card in, or Hermanson rather. I should probably start saying that right, considering the guy's probably going to fight for a belt here pretty soon. Fought in April. Uh, on that card, beat beat up Thomas Gifford 30-27 on all cards. But Thomas Gifford trains at his house. Um, you know, said that nobody could beat him up worse than his brothers beat him up. That was his uh, that was his big claim to fame. Uh, outside of that, he won a submission over Daryl Horcher, who was most famous for fighting Khabib uh, on like three days' notice and getting mauled. Or was it? Yeah, that was. That was Khabib. And then winning the Dana White Contender Series against Garrett Gross won a submission in there. Prior to that, fought in Bellator uh, where he knocked out Tommy Aaron. The guy can win. I got no problem with that. Uh, you know, Roosevelt, go get a Roberts. Uh, 6-1, fighting at 155. Big boy, you know, real big, young, has good boxing. No, I, I don't have anything bad to say about him. But everything I've got to say on why they have this fight wrong is because Vince Pichel is a beast, man. He's 11 and 2. Uh, you know, you're looking at his losses. He lost to Rustam Kabilov, right? There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then his only other lawsuit, Gregor. That's it. Two. So, and there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in losing to Gregor. So, 
if if your two losses are Gregor Gillespie and Rustam Kavilov, who are wrestlers, right? And you're not fighting a wrestler, and you're Vince Pichel, you have to think that the, that the odds are ever in your favor. And the guy's nickname, Vince from Hell Pichel, fantastic, fantastic nickname. But nicknames don't make fighters. We know that. I just think that they have this entirely wrong, man. I I don't. I don't know what they're seeing that I'm not. I think that they've got this completely backward. Plus 220. I like this play a lot. And I'm going to leave it at that. I like it a lot. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. I'm glad you didn't say it. I'm not. I'm glad you didn't say I didn't it. say it. We'll leave it at we like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. Co-main event. Joseph Benavidez, Juicy A Formiga. Benavidez twenty seven and five, Formiga twenty three and five. I know you've got feelings about this fight because I know you like Juicy and I know you like Joseph Benavidez as well. Benavidez minus one seventy five, Formiga plus one forty five. I think we're in unison here that Benavidez at one seventy five minus one seventy five is still a good play. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you said it earlier. You think Benavidez is the best flyweight not named Demetrius Johnson, and I agree with you. The guy's super well-rounded, seven wins by knockout, um, nine wins by submission. Uh, Formiga has no knockouts on his record, and he's been put to sleep twice. Um, I think Benavidez is going to test his uh, test his glass. I don't want to say it's a glass jaw because he's only been knocked out twice, but uh, I want he's going to test Formiga's jaw uh, early and often in this fight. And I really like, uh, Benavidez at minus 175. He's actually been bet down too. I think he opened it like a minus 195 or a minus 200. So whoever's betting, uh, Formiga, please continue to do so in the next three days. Right. Give me better. Yeah, odds. for sure. All right. Let's, let's touch on this main event real quick. Cause we have a little bit to say about it, but not much. Francis Ngannou taking on Junior Dos Santos. Dos Santos is a pretty big underdog here. Well, just a sizable underdog, plus 200 to Francis Ngannou's minus 260. My concern with this fight, Soup, and I'll leave it at this, is the recency bias that people see with Francis Ngannou because of his win against Cain Velasquez, which I do not chalk up to being the quality win that people say it was. I just am concerned that there might have been a little bit of a controversial early stoppage in, in the Curtis Blades rematch and the Kane Velasquez, my body hates me and failing me fight are not two big indicators to me that Francis Ngannou has righted the ship after being so clearly exposed in his title fight. JDS, on the other hand, um, has been perennially coming up short since capturing the heavyweight belt all those years ago against Kane Velasquez. I'm not really sure who I'm leaning towards more than one rather than the other, but I do like JDS's ability to execute a game plan uh, very well. I, I think he does that better than most heavyweights. He will execute a game plan and stick to it. But uh, what are your thoughts on this fight? I'll agree with you on the Cain Velasquez, the, the recency bias. Um I don't know. I, I don't agree with the early stoppage and the Curtis Blades fight. I think that they probably saved Curtis Blades some serious damage there. But I do JDS's boxing ability, which I mean, arguably the best boxer in the heavyweight division. His 15 wins via knockout. I know Ngannou's never been slept. I think you're right. JDS's ability to come in with a game plan, I think, will play a major factor, honestly. He's a smart fighter. He, you know, he's not just going to come in and stand in front of Nganu and let him, you know, throw his one punch knockout power. Right. That's Nganu is such a huge favorite, but JDS is at the end of his career. I think, and I'm just going to say this, I think there's a real disparity in the hand speed of these guys. I think JDS has way quicker hands. And Ganu is undoubtedly the most powerful striker currently on the UFC roster. I'm just not sure, given the pedigree, the boxing pedigree of JDS, there's why he can't have Ngannou tire himself out by missing. 
All that to say, though, yeah. is that to engage like that, he has to put himself in harm's way, and it doesn't take more than one of those launch boxes hitting you, even remotely close to your head, um, to to put you on, you know, Queer Street. So, when's the what's JDS's last fight? It was it was like Derek Lewis over a year ago? No, 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 no. He fought Derek Lewis in March. Oh, that was this. Okay, yeah. I, I'm losing track of my time. Yeah, he he beat Blagoya Ivanov in July of last year, then knocked out Tai Tuivasa in December, and then knocked right. out Derek. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Tai yeah. Tuivasa I mean, fight. He's, yeah, they, I mean he's just I I don't know, man. Like I said, I think the difference maker becomes his ability to execute a game plan, or that will be the difference maker. Can Nganu touch him, and can JDS stick to the game plan? I think honestly. I mean, because I want to lean one way or the other. I think the safer play is probably just wait to see what what the rounds, the over under on rounds come in at, and then maybe make a play on a fighter based upon where they the odds makers are seeing the rounds at. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you know. Uh, but- no, I agree with that because if it, if it comes out which heavyweight fight of two guys who like to stand and bang. It's tough to say it's going to come out at one and a half because it is going to be a five round right. fight. They normally don't put one and a half on five round fights. Um, <clears throat> but if it comes out at one and a half, I'm probably going to lean in Ganu because they're expecting an early exit. And if there's going to be an early exit, it's going to be in Ganu that's going to win. Right. Um, at two and a half makes me kind of lean JDS because if it goes into the third round, it's because JDS is executing his game plan and we'll see what Nganu's like in that fourth and fifth round. I, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think wait for the rounds to come out and then we'll make a decision based off the rounds, not necessarily make a play on the rounds, but pick a fighter based off of what the rounds are at. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's the, because you can sit here and we can play tomato, tomato, make arguments for both guys all, all night long. Uh, so yeah, let's wait and see what that comes out at and we'll update as we go from there. So let's touch on some of these NFL futures. I know we've been teasing about them for a couple weeks now. Uh, we ran out of time one week and then you went on your vision quest, uh, last week and then you were sick the week prior to that. I don't know, dude, you're, you're just uh, allergies, man. Can we, these sinuses, I'm still sick. It's right. been two weeks, and I'm still sick. So normally, uh, the 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 MMA gossip, uh, we leave that up to the proper channels. Uh, the Proper Punches podcast is a great place to go for MMA gossip, but there's two things that have happened recently that you and I uh, are destined to feel strongly about, and I want to touch on them real quick. The first one, the the BJ Penn thing that's going on right now. Dude, yeah. what the what what the fuck? What is happening with BJ, man? I mean, it, it just is this what happens whenever you just you've taken so much damage and you're way past your prime and you don't have you don't surround yourself with enough people in your life that you trust and care about and they care about you to tell you that you're you're out of control and you're doing things the wrong way and that you need help. Is that what this is? Because it feels like that's what this is. I mean, that's the only other reason that you fight a bouncer outside and of flip flops, no less. They're all wearing flip flops. What right. is up with that? I mean, yeah, it's that's Lulu, true. Man. You know what? That's true. I can't. You know what? I don't even wear socks if I'm not at work, dude. When I met when I met BJ Penn in Toronto, he was in a button down black dress shirt, jeans, and flip flops. Right. Well, I can't say that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. All right. So. Uh, and then <laughs> the Predator, which is a very Horrible nickname given what's going on. And I do not want to make light of the tragedy here, but Desmond Green jailed on 20 charges after a crash in August that killed two women, uh, ages 67 and 76. Now, here's the thing is that happened in August, right? That crash happened in August. We are now in June. Refresh my memory. Has Desmond Green fought between August and in June. Not once, not twice, but three times. And 
so you say to yourself, well, he fought. That must mean he didn't do anything wrong, right? Hold on a second. Would you like to read these charges? Or you want me to read them off? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll read them. Um, so he's facing two second-degree felony counts of DUI manslaughter, four third-degree felony counts of DUI causing seriously serious bodily injury, a third-degree felony possession of cocaine, five misdemeanor counts of DUI property damage, and a third-degree felony driving with a suspended license. So he was driving with a suspended license with cocaine and alcohol in his system, cocaine on his body, and, you know, he took the life of two women um, and seriously injured yeah. the driver. So Hey, but don't worry. Dana White let hey. him fight. Dana White let him fight three more times. Yeah, thanks, Uncle Fester. Um, just just when we think that you can't go any lower after putting Greg Hardy on continuous co-main events, um, you go and do this, man. It's amazing. Listen, I, I'm a realist. You know, it would be great if this podcast got big enough that we got to talk to Dana White someday. I hope somehow he hears this. You're a scumbag. <laughs> And there goes our chances of ever making it. One day. No, just oh, no, no. I feel like he enjoys yeah. this kind of, you know, inner. I, I feel like that'll give us a better chance. Dana White, you're a scumbag. You're a garbage oh. human being. You you need to stop. He's, dude, he's got to stop this. Yeah, wow. It, it, uh, it's sickening. Yeah, I, can't, really I just is. don't understand it. I really don't. And, you know, and the, the logic is, the, the date in the White defense is, is that, well, he wasn't charged with it then. So all we had was speculation. All we had was speculation. Okay. No, it's it's like the same thing as the Browns. Like, oh, Kareem Hunt wasn't charged right. yet. Yeah. So we went out and signed him for dirt cheap before anybody else could because we all knew what right. was coming down. Like, dude. It's, all right. Just because you were the first one to it doesn't mean you're, you're right. Absolutely right. It's, well, it's a great transition talking about the Browns. Give me some NFL futures, man. We're uh, coming up on 40 minutes here. We got time the fit within our uh, our bracket we like to keep things at i don't have a list of what you want to talk about so everything that i'm coming up with uh in addition to what you're saying is going to be off the top of my dome so let's talk nfl futures all right i'll jump right into it everybody knows i'm a patriots fan patriots over under season total is at 11 games it's a minus 150 i'm betting the over um They've gone ten and six once in the past eleven seasons. That's it's a, yes, Tom Brady's ancient. Yes, Gronk's gone. Yes, Greg Schiano signing as the defensive coordinator and then leaving like two seconds later is weird and suspicious. But they're still the Patriots. <clears throat> they still play Miami twice a year. They're still going to play Buffalo twice a year, and they're still going to play the Jets twice a year. They're going to come out with a five and one, if not six and zero, oh, division record. Um, outside of that, <clears throat> they're probably going to shit pump the Steelers. Um, yeah, over 11 worst case scenario, you're going to push cause they're going to go 11 and five. Um, other season totals. I like, I like the Colts over nine and a half. I that's, but that's a minus minus one seventy. Um, Jaguars under eight is a minus one forty. I like that because I don't believe in regular season Nick Foles when he has to play a whole season. Um, some more interesting stuff that gives you better odds on your money. <clears throat> the offensive rookie of the year, obviously Kyler Murray is a huge favorite at plus one fifty. But what if Kyler Murray sucks? Uh, you know what? I, here's the thing: is with that, with the hype that comes around something, somebody like him is that somebody else is going to have to step up and have a stellar season because if he has even a remotely productive season, they're going to try to find a way to give it to him. Okay. Well, here's my thing. So Kyler Murray's going to a shit team in Arizona. Right. 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 Yes, 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 yes. With a rookie head coach that nobody knows what to expect. Dwayne Haskins is going to a shit team in Washington. We rode Dwayne Haskins for Heisman last year. Ten weeks into the season, it looked like a lock. Uh, it kind of fell off track when they got torched by Iowa. <clears throat> but 
Dwayne Haskins is coming at a plus 750. Two rookie quarterbacks going to two garbage teams. I don't think Kyler Murray's seven times the player of Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to take a stab at Dwayne Haskins at plus 750 for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you got Josh Jake, Josh Jacobs, the running back, coming in at plus 750 as well. I got to go with a quarterback. They have the ball more. They're going to be in the spotlight more. They're going to get more media attention. So I like Dwayne Haskins at plus 750 for Offensive Rookie of the Year. <clears throat> and most regular season passing yards, I like Andrew Locke. Yes. Uh, plus yes. 500. Yes. He's third. It's Pat Mahomes at plus 350. It's Matt Ryan at plus 450. And then Andrew Lux coming in at plus 500. Lux slings the ball everywhere. He had like that seven-game streak of 300-plus yards. Um, They still don't have a run game. They're the Colts. They won't ever have a run game. Um, They haven't had one since Edron James. So I like Andrew Luck to throw the ball a lot this year. That offensive line is incredible. He gets so much time to pass the ball, and he's so intelligent when it comes to reading defenses. Um, big fan on Andrew Luck this year. Um, My concern with the Pat the, the Patrick Mahomes play would be is who's he going to throw the ball to this year? Yeah, Ty Freak's gone. Sammy Watkins right. is a bum. So who's he going to throw the ball to? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I could see making a play for him. Don't get me wrong. I can see it. But then I think I'm, I, I sit back and I think about it after you said that. And who's he going to throw the ball to? Because he doesn't even have like Kareem Hunt on out routes. He doesn't have Ty Freak yeah. on, a, on a just let it rip tater chip. Uh, he didn't have anything. You got, you got the best tight end in football. In Travis that's true. Kelsey, but, but that's not, that's not going to win you. And it's, I would say in double Kelsey, but. Kelsey's that level. Kelsey's that Zach Ertz size and athleticism. Athleticism, those Gronk hands. He's that you can't even double Travis Kelsey. That dude's so yeah. freaking good. And his arrogance kind of annoys me. But damn it, he's. So I can't good. say that if I if I couldn't do the same things, that I wouldn't be like that. There's probably a reason why I'm no. not like that. Like God saw fit. Like, hey, don't do that. No, uh-uh, change that. Move that little DNA strand over here because if he comes out like that he'll be insufferable. So, yeah. And it hasn't officially broke. Um, it's rumored to happen. Kerry Blackshear Jr. Um, for those of you that are college basketball fans, you'll know him from Virginia Tech. Uh, he's the dude that his heels never touch the ground. He walks on the balls of his feet the entire game. Big man, 6'10", 250. Sweet, sweet jumper. Buzz Williams left Virginia Tech for Texas A&M. Blackshear is looking to transfer. The rumor was he was looking at staying at Virginia Tech or going to University of Texas. Dark Horse comes in. Florida Gators are going to snag Blackshear. I love this. I love this transfer. And the Gators are coming in right now at a plus 7,000 to win the NCAA championship. If Kerry Blackshear goes to the Florida Gators, he will make them an Elite Eight team with championship contender. I love them at plus 7,000. I already put my bet in. I threw 10 bucks to win 700. Okay. okay. I, it's, it's hard to pass okay. on those odds. It's so hard, dude. But yes, I know college basketball is so, so far away, away. Which is a real shame. I mean... But the odds I are know. out, man, and it's gonna. I'm telling you, they're gonna change. They're, I plus seven thousand. It's hard to pass on that. Yeah, I mean, well, my uh, my my play on Maryland to win last year at plus ten thousand. So, yeah, I mean, right? that's what yeah. I dude. I played it. I played it like the moment they came out year before last. Anyway, you got any any other futures for us? Hmm. Hang on, there's one more I want to look at here. Super possible Super Bowl matchups or to win the Super Bowl. Um, I'm making a play on the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I like that. I they're so they're so complete top to bottom, and they got muffed. 
Yes. Disrespectful. I mean, they've got to be angry. Drew Brees, regardless of his age, is still the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, in NFL history. There's nobody that touches, you know, his pinpoint accuracy. They're coming in at a plus 800 to win the Super Bowl. I like that play. Um, the Chiefs are a bigger favorite. I don't agree with that at all. The Pats are the favorite <coughs> that plus 575. But a possible Super Bowl. <coughs> Excuse me. It's like possible Super Bowl matchup. The Saints versus the Colts plus 3000. Okay. So that's something to look at. But there's so much more stuff to come out with the NFL. Um, week one lines came out. There, uh, we talked about this. There's some that I really like. Um, the Chiefs line has gone down. They took it down waiting for the verdict yeah. of Tyreek Hill. But it's it was Chiefs-Jaguars, Chiefs minus four. Uh, I hopped on that early. And the Ravens-Dolphins, Ravens minus three and a half. The Dolphins are going to be so freaking bad. Oh, my they're God. Be awful this year. They're going to they're gonna be so terrible. But, yeah, NFL is far away away. I'm counting down the days, getting ready to send out the text to our fantasy football group. Um, just a reminder for those of you guys who didn't listen. Oh, here we go. Season. One of us in here is yes. the champ. The other one is not. Uh, also true. That, yep. out. that is very true. But, uh, well, uh, spe- speaking of yeah. uh, lopsided matchups, the Artem lobov Pauli Malinashi fight this last weekend, I'm not going to say I was disappointed <laughs> in it, but I wasn't happy. I expected more. No. I, yeah. And – if Paul, if Paulie didn't fight that fight like it was a twelve round fight, and he came out and fought like it was a five five round fight, and would have just kept throwing the jab that was landing so consistently, he would have been fine. But he was it's like he was. Well, scared, you know what man. though? There was a little bit of built in damage control in that because of the fact that he didn't engage him, and because the fight was actually pretty boring. Artem's not getting blown yeah. up the way he was. Now imagine if they go out there and it's an absolute brawl and Artem sleeps him, right? Then he then Artem gets catapulted right. into household name. But because of the fact that it was just a boring fight between an old boxer and a guy with a now even record in mixed martial arts uh, or boxing or whatever, whatever Artem's total fight record is, is now even. I think he's 15-15. Because of that, and because the fight went down that way, it's that's why it made the smallest of blips on the radar when I anticipated it making a much bigger blip. So I don't know. I, I was a little uh, little disappointed uh, in the fight. A little disappointed in the wasn't disappointed in the outcome. I was happy to see Artem win. I think Paulie's a bitch. Anybody that spits on somebody, that's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that's an executable offense, but man, I'll tell you. Uh, there's a there's a special lay in, layer in hell reserved for people that spit on people. I, I don't I don't know why that rings as so disrespectful to me, but I really like the types of dudes that hit women are the types of dudes that spit on people. I feel like they run hand in hand. I I don't know. I just I don't like it. I'm not saying Polly Malinaji hits women. I'm not saying that. I just it's this it evokes the same sort of emotion out of me for whatever reason, but. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> uh, Friday, three o'clock. Fri- yes. USA Friday. Yes. Let's go. This is the match everybody's been waiting for. This is the match everybody expected. This is the match everybody wishes would have been the finals of the World Cup. But, you know, as painful as it's going to be for all those Frenchies, the USA is going to go into France and beat France. Um, I'm what so excited, the, dude. Is it one and a I half? Hope, like what? what? What is what is the U.S.? Are they minus one and a half? No, 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 no. This is a okay. this is real close. Um, so they're a minus one oh, quarter. Okay. For those of you for those of you guys that don't know the way the way a one quarter like a one fourth bet works, if you place a hundred dollar wager, fifty dollars goes would go one fourth in the opposite direction. So it'd be 50 bucks at the U S and a pick them. So if they win, you win that bet. 
this is all in regulation. If they win in regulation, you win that bet. If they draw, you would push on those $50 and the other $50 goes towards the minus U or US minus one half. So they would have to win in regulation. If they draw, you would lose. Um, so right now they're it's it's a virtual pick'em is what they have it at. The US is even money to win in 90 minutes plus stoppage time. The uh, France is a plus 200 to win in the 90 minutes plus stoppage and a draw. So going to extra time is at a plus 220. Um, I my biggest fear is the U is Alex Morgan yep. is still banged up. She can't stay off the ground. She flops around more than Neymar does. I think she's um, getting beat up though for real. That last time she got that last game, she got cooter booted, man. I mean that yeah. that chick lifted her and dumped her, man. That was not that was a dirty play. It was a dirty play. No, I, I yeah, it was. I just she tries to draw yeah. too many cards and it's just I don't know. She's such a good goal scorer, which is the reason she's on the roster because she really doesn't bring that much uh, outside of you know good looks. Out, she doesn't bring much to the table outside of scoring goals. I uh, like like Megan Rapino and stuff. That she, her ability to get the ball in the box and advance the ball is why she's out there, and her ability to control the pace of the game. But I like the U.S. to advance. I like England tomorrow at three o'clock against Norway. They're at a plus one twenty in uh, regulation. I will be playing that. Um, I like the Netherlands to beat Italy and Germany to shit pump Sweden. Um, all favorites, but I think those are the four best teams. Um, England. Well, no, the four best teams would be England, U.S., France, and Germany. But U.S. and France have to play each other, so I'm looking forward to probably a U.S. versus Germany World Cup final, and I think it'll be I think it'll be really high scoring for soccer. You know, probably something around four yeah. or five goals. I think it's gonna be a blast. Well, we will get there. Um, and. And yeah. uh, one last play, USA to win the uh, FIBA World Cup, minus 750. Easy money. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100 you to play. play. Yeah. Do it like what's-his-face. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's oh, fucking good. You know what? I'm, I'm honestly – I'm not going to go back and do it because I'm going to be I'm – la I'm lazy about it, but I wish I wouldn't have said his fucking name. I, I shouldn't have because he's going to get traffic now because I said his name. Yeah. Please, if you've listened this far, do not give that. Do not. That guy is such a scam artist. Do not give him any play. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. I, I say guy. Get, don't give that kid any play whatsoever. He's the only person I've seen with worse eyebrows than That's Anthony true. Davis. That's true. Uh, That's rude. I shouldn't have said I mean, that. You're, you're, what you're doing is making fun of Anthony rude. Davis. You're not making fun of <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get out of here, man. 52 minutes in next week's episode. We'll, we'll be together, man. 4th of July. What up? I'm pretty excited, yes. dude. Yeah, I'm excited for 95 degree weather. I'm excited for yeah. 4th of July and I am excited for John Jones to do what John hey, Jones does real quick as the, uh, as the Marine Corps veteran of the podcast yeah whose birthday is today who's it's not chesty it is. birthday is it, it is. <laughs> yes yes chesty yes it is june 26 1898 <laughs> it is dude man they ingrain that they ingrain that in you, <laughs> oh, oh dude yeah, you learn more about Chesty Puller than you know about your own parents. I can't believe you pulled that out. Oh man! Oh well, you know, you know what yeah. Chesty Puller never did. He never cro went a sixth. He didn't win a sixth Navy Cross. He didn't only crock at anybody a hat. Is what he didn't do. All right. All right. Ha 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 ha. All right. Yeah. Sorry, they didn't give us that education that you guys right. in the chair for. Well, do we have plenty of times to sit down and read books? So, right, you know that's the thing is they right. they want us that they want us to they want us to read. You know that's why they give us those comfy uniforms and let us stay inside. It's important that we're educated. Oh man, 
Speaking of that, when are we when are we recording next week? Because Fourth of July, nobody's gonna have a commute. I know if you're a sane individual, you're taking the fifth yes. off as well. Um, when can people expect the podcast out next week? Because it's such a huge, it's such a huge, it's the most stacked card. Well, this ever. is what we'll do. Here, here, let's let's right. do something different. I'm gonna make a post. We'll make a post on Instagram, and we'll just leave it up to poll. We'll either put it out. We'll see whether or not they want it early in the week or Friday. We'll okay. put a poll up on yeah. Instagram, and we will do what the people want us to do. And uh, we'll either do it super early in the week or we'll do it day before, old school style, after weigh-ins. So, and we will go from there. And uh, shout out to sh- the uh, show sponsors, uh, Saving Grace Oil. Use promo code CASH20, get 20% off, and uh, stay classy meats, baby. Promo code FIST for 10% off. I've got some Wagyu ribeyes just sitting down here waiting for you. Oof, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I'm, uh, okay. I'm so pumped to finally, you know, I'm I'm sick of eating this Pennsylvania I know, right? meat. I mean, this, I, I've been eating venison meat since December. Don't get me wrong. I love venison. I love the taste of the deer that I took its life. <laughs> but but I am excited. Yeah, for I got Wagyu ribeyes. I've got I've got okay. I've got bison burger, and I've got elk sausage. All sitting here waiting for you. All sitting here waiting. So when you come down, we'll be we'll be eating eating good as the way. Really, realistically, anybody listening to this podcast could if they went and got their meat from Stay Classy. Just use that promo code FIST, get 10% off. I'm not just, I'm not joking around. Shit is next level. It, it, I'll tell you what, it's really strange. And I never thought I'd be one of these people that's like a snob about it. But uh, there's a real, ta- there's like a real taste and texture difference between like animals that weren't afraid that they were going to get killed uh, while they were driving in a truck 100 miles to a slaughter plant. There's a, there's a distinct difference and I'm, it's weird because you haven't had any of the stay classy stuff yet. They sent it directly to me there. I, I look forward to actually hearing and, and seeing your response. So but let's wrap the thing up, dude. We're coming up on an yeah. hour. Appreciate you guys. Let me hit the, uh, let me hit the main cities real quick. So hold on. Hold on. All right. Let's okay. see. Let's go. Last episode. Greenville. How about zombies sleep in Moicano, too? Did I call that or what, man? Moicano, no heart, yeah. bro. You know who he should fight next? Uh, or they should have zombie fight Jeremy Stevens next. Zombie versus Jeremy Stevens. Please, for the love of all things violent, let those two fight each other next. That would That's yeah. a fight I want to see. All right, let me pull up last episode. All right, let's see. That's right up there with uh, Tony Ferguson, yeah. Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Yeah. Let the violence gods be fed. Let the blood blood be shed. (laughs) Top countries, the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., Germany, Chile, New Zealand, Ireland, Hungary, and Spain. Top cities, Chicago, Fayetteville, New York, Philadelphia, Charleston, South Carolina, Bonnie Lake, Washington, Wahawa, Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, Nantucket, Massachusetts, New Haven, Connecticut, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Some new ones in there. Some new ones. Yeah. Maybe B- Maybe that's... Maybe BJ was listening to the podcast in Honolulu on the way to the strip club. Got them all True. fired up. Had a couple too many drinks and uh, you know, just lost his mind. It's right. possible. Possible. Let me give a shout it out to possible. one of our smaller markets here. Because uh, I know some of you guys like hearing these. Let's go with Camdenton, Missouri. Appreciate you. Uh, here's another one, Soup. You'll like this. Uh, let's see. Masontown, Pennsylvania. You know anybody in Masontown? No, I didn't. Nope. Didn't How about know it was Barabu, Wisconsin? Baraboo. Baraboo, Wisconsin? Appreciate you guys out in nope. Baraboo that are downloading. Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> Walla Walla, Walla Walla Washington and that's actually that's uh there's a ba- an air force oh, okay. base out there I believe and humble Texas appreciate you humble Texas it's not very Texas of you to okay. be humble but I can appreciate that all right that's it guys I am out of here I will talk to everybody 
on social media if I don't talk to you in any other fashion before then. And uh, I think that's it, Soup. Talk to him next week. Yeah, you got me all fired up about this whole Chesty Puller <laughs> birthday thing. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with my favorite Chesty Puller quote. Um, and it's extremely relevant okay. to the podcast. It is, you don't hurt them if you don't hit them. As always, guys, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose.